Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Does a challenge cause you to freeze or move into action? It often causes me to freeze. Oh, anyway, welcome to another Life's Inside Track episode where we're excited because Ken and I, Ken yeah, Decker, you usually get to say your own name. <laughs> so I don't even know what to do. Are thrilled that we get to come together and share techniques, thoughts, tools, tips, and some tactics that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone, so that we can turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. On this episode, we're going to learn what causes us to freeze and maybe what we can do so that we don't freeze when we're faced with a challenge. That would be good. Good. And I think most would agree that knowledge is one of the things that causes, and I would say knowledge and clarity causes people to be able to move into action without that knowledge, that certainty, that that clarity, most people will freeze. They say a confused mind will do nothing. Right, which is then doing something because it's still a decision even if we do nothing. So talk about confusion and freeze. (laughs) And yet the fundamentals, if we're talking real estate, the fundamentals of real estate and knowing what you would like to do isn't necessarily enough not to cause you to freeze in a challenging market. Mm. Yeah, I think that... Well, we, we ran into somebody uh, a, a week ago, actually, mm-hmm. who called us on a property we had listed, was very frustrated, been looking for a property for two years. And what was his story? Well, and it wasn't only just his story. I then last night just did multiple offers on a property. And as I talked to the realtors, what I recognized is that He's not like, it's not just him. He's not alone. He's not alone. The number of times I heard the word two years from different realtors and also from this young man that had called me was too numerous to really want to admit. And I think what it was is got an idea of what he wanted two years ago in the market, and the market has continued to shift, even with knowing what he wanted and what he didn't want, he was just afraid to make a decision. And so therefore has made no decisions. And now the market's really outpaced him. Right. And he can't buy what he wanted to buy two years ago, which he could have bought two years ago. Oh, no problem. Like no problem. And so the challenge becomes... If we, and we're not always in an escalating market like we've been in the last two years. And in the last, how many years, Ken? In the last 50, there's been how many years that have actually seen a decrease? Yeah, you said we're not usually in an increasing market, but that's really we are. Not an exponential increasing market. Not generally double-digit increases like we've seen in the last couple of years. Right. And... In Ottawa market, it's very stable. It's gone down three times in the last 50 years. And that was 94, 95, 96. And I mentioned this before. That was the dot-com burst. And the government started laying off. 
And what else was it? You say this every time. We oh, talk yes, about yes, this. yes, of course. I got my license in 1994. So I think I caused the market to go on a downturn in 94, 95, 96 until I learned what the heck I was doing. And now I've been able to bring it back up all on my own. How's that? That's what he would like to think. <laughs> and yet I'm shocked at the number of times a consumer or a potential buyer or seller over the years kind of thinks we get to establish the market as realtors. We don't get to establish the market. What we get to do is interpret the data and the market to help you not get mm. stuck and stay stuck. Because even if he had overpaid, we'll go back to the yeah. gentleman that called or any of the other realtors that have, that I yeah. heard from last he night. He felt he overpaid two years ago. Right. The problem is, well, not the problem. Well, the market has increased so much over the last two years he would look like the wisest person on earth if he'd bought two years ago. Right, because and he still paid for a house over the last two years. Well, he's been renting, so he's been paying someone else's house. Up. Right, but he still paid for a house. Yeah. He's still been paying essentially mortgage payments, yeah. and the, even if they're not his own. And the exponential part of this mm -hmm. is a lot of times people have a certain amount of down payment. Well, there's affordability, like how much mortgage you can afford, but then there's also how much down payment you have. And when the property creeps up in price 10, 20% per year, your amount of down payment starts shrinking. The percentage of your down payment starts shrinking. And that makes it harder again to qualify. Again, maybe pay CMHC fees. Like maybe you started out with 20% down and now two years later, you're still looking and now you only have 10% down, so now you got to pay a CMHC fee as well. Right. Or maybe you only had 5% down to start with, and now you're starting the whole saving thing all over again. So if you're thinking, you know what, you two are confusing me a little bit, <laughs> and you're going to cause yes. me to stay stuck, what we invite you to do is give us a call, or you can email us together at DeckerTeam.com, together at DeckerTeam.com, and let us know you want a 30-minute buyer consult. Just 30 minutes, we're going to be able to at least understand, ask you a few good questions, and help you get mm. clear whether this is the right time. Like whether your thinking is supporting you in the being stuck, or whether your thinking is maybe getting in the way and actually causing you to be stuck yeah. when you don't need to be. And the beauty is we can do that 30-minute free consultation over Zoom. You don't even have to get in the car. You don't have to pay any <laughs> gas. Gas is expensive. It only takes 30 minutes because there's no like half an hour travel, half an hour back. 30 minutes. Okay, maybe 35 because you're going to have to set up your Well, it depends on whether they sure get me or you. Oh, okay. <laughs> then set aside an hour. If you're going to get me, let's set aside an hour and we'll still get some good information. Yeah. Then. So what is what has caused people to get stuck and how do they get unstuck? Well, one of the things that caused them to get stuck is the fear. I think there's a fear associated to overpaying. And so because we already shared a little bit of data, only three years in 50, the market has gone down. It's pretty difficult to overpay provided you're informed and you rely. You rely on the expertise of the person that's guiding you through the process. Mm. And so get somebody that's been down the road that is taking people down the road frequently, whether it's the Decker team or you choose a different realtor. Please choose somebody that's willing to do the research and better yet, somebody that intuitively knows the research because they've been doing it. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm just going to say this little, this is a pet peeve of mine. No. Yeah, I got lots of them. So comparative market analysis, that property compares to this property, that one compares. No, there's relevant data. Yes, lots of relevant data. Very frequent, infrequently does something really compare. So we're looking at replacement. What else could I buy instead of? That's a great thing to think about. And also think about what is relevant data. Mm -hmm. So another thing that gets people stuck is what they want compared to what they can afford. Mm -hmm. And in this, in any real estate market, the secret to getting into the real estate market is buying what you can afford or driving to the town or village outside of the city where you can afford to get into the market. The trick is get into the market. And do not let the analysis cause you to have paralysis. It's just ingrain that thought in your brain and then you won't do it. <laughs> just go, I'm going to act when I find the right one. I'm going to jump. Yeah. We're grateful to be your partners in moving forward together in wealth, wisdom, and worth. Hey, Yada, can I lead when we dance? I always let you lead. Not when we're dancing around the market. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. We're excited that we've created for you free access to over 503 episodes where we share insider tips, making house home, how to build wealth, and even how to have life exponential. And the great news is you get access to them from the home, from the office, or even on the go. So on this episode, what we're going to discover is that as you lead, you can lead even in a challenging market. And if you don't lead, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, whether the market's going up or down, you need to lead the market. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, think of a rolling ball going down a hill. Have you ever chased a ball downhill and tried to pick it up? Almost impossible because the ball rolls faster than I can run. Or when you catch it, when you bend down to pick it up, it's gone. It's not there anymore. It's out of here. So how can you possibly catch a ball rolling down a hill, especially when there's a lake or a road or something down below that you don't want it to run into? How are you going to get it? You've you, got to get in front of it. Yes. you got to get at the bottom of the hill. you got to run past the past ball, it, and turn then, around, and let it come to you. Exactly. And, and that... That picture, just think of that picture when mm. you're thinking about the real estate market. If you're constantly chasing it, meaning, oh, I'm going to put an offer in at exactly what the last house sold for, but the market's going up, somebody else is going to put a higher price offer in above the last one, and you're going to miss out. So you got to run in front of it, buy a little, maybe a little expensive, a little higher than the last one. And then wait for the market to come to you. And, and it, it won't be very long in this market. <laughs> yeah. And even if it has a little valley and it goes down for a few minutes or a few or years. Weeks. Even, well, weeks, weeks, months. months. We don't know what's going to happen with the interest rates. Mm. We don't project what's going to happen. And I think anybody that does project what the market's going to do six months, a year from now, they don't know. They're guessing. 
They really are. But we do know that typically over the long haul, five, ten years, real estate goes up in value historically. Absolutely. And so what if the market is going down? I know it's not going down right now, but if it were going down, how mm-hmm. do how do you then lead the market? Well, that's for sellers. You know, buyers mm-hmm. are going to offer less than what the price of the house is. Sellers got to price their home below what the last one sold at to get in front of the market. And we've seen it in 94, 95, 96, where people tried to price mm-hmm. up here at, at what the last one sold for, even a little higher. They think, oh, my house is better. And then it doesn't sell in three weeks, four weeks, a month. And then they reduce the price, but the market's gone down and they're like chasing that ball down the hill. So after four or five price reductions, they finally catch the market or they go down a big chunk to get in front of the market. And then someone buys their house. Right. Except they've left so much money on the table at that point, because if they had just got in front of the market at the very beginning, it would have sold way, way, way like a year earlier in in the 94 to 96. That's the reality. Homes were on the market Mm -hmm. for a year. It wasn't uncommon. And in this market, I think people think, well, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, I I was just thinking about that. There are. We're looking at the macro picture of a year or whatever, many years. The micro picture is there are micro shifts. Like right mm-hmm. after the announcement of the interest rate going up a half a percent, our market dipped a little bit, not a ton. And overall, if you're looking at year stats, it's not down. You can't see it. You can't see it. But if you look at the weekly charts, we can see when certain events happen, when there's a micro shift. Mm-hmm. Last year it was October, right? Yeah. On September, October, the market shifted for about 60 days yeah. where people were being, buying properties at asking or a little below asking. There was some affordability happening. And then boom. Increased affordability. Increased affordability. Then boom, right there in November, it started going up again and it kept going up till February. Like yeah. there are micro shifts. And if you have somebody on your side who really understands and is in touch with the market, we can watch for those little shifts for you. And one of the best things to get prepared for that is to sit down with us either in person or on Zoom for a nice little 30-minute free consultation. Yeah, just to get your questions answered. I mean, do your research, get in the know, and then ask your specific poignant questions so that you can be able to make the best decision possible. And as I think about, because we often think about stories of clients that we've worked with or somebody that we've watched in the market. And let's say the market was at 600. Yeah. Well, the specific person, there was a property for Mm -hmm. sale at 600 Mm -hmm. and they did the crazy thing. Crazy, crazy, right? And what did they pay? Seven. Yep. And we looked up that property and what's it worth now? Eight. So eight. it's the six, seven, eight is the, the rule of thought. And whether it's the seven, eight, nine, it doesn't really matter which one we talk about, but somebody that thought they were overpaying dramatically on a property weren't. And the difference is there's somebody that got the property they wanted versus somebody that we were just chatting about. And so many people that we hear about every day, actually, that have been looking for a year or two years or longer, and they keep missing out. Like that same house has gone up to maybe $300,000. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, 
Well, like so scary. Sometimes it's the realtor. And many Did you just say that out yeah, loud? Sometimes it's the realtor. Sometimes the realtor is mm. not willing to t- tell the, the, the truth, like the hard, hard truth about the market. And other times it's the realtor is saying it and the client's not listening. Right. They're not willing to take the counsel of the real estate agent. Mm. And the other thing is tr- it's a tricky wicket because as a real estate agent, I don't want to tell you how much to offer for a house. No. Because if I cause you to overpay for it, you're blaming me. If I cause you to pay too little and you don't get it, you're blaming me. So I always, you know, give the relevant data and ask you, what's it worth to you and what price, what's your walk away price? Mm. You know, if someone else bought it for $100 more, you go, bless them. Thank you. They paid that. I would never pay that. That's the price you need to come in at. And in because we're still living in a closed bid system. So you can't know the number that someone else is prepared to pay. And even if you go, could, which we've talked about in other episodes, doesn't really help you. If anything, I've watched it get people go crazy. They get, they, they don't, can't stick to their number anymore. Right. So get your number, stick with your number and then be happy that you walked away. It's okay to walk away and stay stuck. Unless you really want a place, then jump out ahead and lead the market. Mm-hmm. So I guess getting the right guide, getting yeah. the right realtor that is active in the market, knows the market, is selling every week, every day, or is in a brokerage where they're meeting like ours, where we meet twice a week and discuss mm-hmm. with our realtors what's going on. What did you just encounter? So that even though maybe this week I don't sell a property, but 10 of my other realtors have, and we know exactly what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. And a neat criteria when you're thinking about who do I choose as a guide, I keep thinking about this thought, it keeps running through my head, is trust. If you're a trusting person, if you generally trust people and you feel like you can't trust the person that you've asked to guide you through the process, it's not the right person. You've got to feel that you can trust their wise counsel. And it doesn't matter why you do or you don't. You just need to know that you can. Yeah. Thanks for the privilege of growing alongside you because we're passionate about us all being positioned for generational legacy. Yet I've always heard, be ready, don't get ready. But... Don't you have to get ready to get ready to be ready? I guess, yes. But the time to get ready is before the opportunity shows up. Ah, so we're excited that we've had the opportunity and the privilege of creating for you shows for over, well, 12 years, I guess now. Yeah. And 30 years of coming alongside you, not only selling and buying real estate with over 3,117 families, but helping you build your fun, helping you build your faith, helping you build your finance, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish in your relationship. So really 30 years of building your life, your wealth, and your home. So in this episode, we're going to explore how to be prepared so that you can jump all in or jump all out. Yeah. And jumping all out is sometimes important. And sometimes really hard to do. Especially once you get invested. It's kind of like gambling. You know, people will gamble some money and then 
they lose it and they think, oh, that was just bad luck. I can get it back. And so because they're invested, they want to put more in. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. Yeah. So in real estate, sometimes mm-hmm. people will invest during their preparation time. You know, we just had a client who was looking at an old schoolhouse. It was cute as a button. Adorable, right? Like yeah. so cute. And we knew there were going to be multiple offers on this property, partially because they underpriced it. And secondly, getting a a single family home that's cute like that, that lots of people want it. Now, this person decided, okay, I'm going to do my inspection. I'm going to do a home inspection. It already had had a septic inspection, so that part we knew about. They did their home inspection, but they also, you know, nothing really horrible showed up. No, it was great, right? Yeah. But then they also knew, this is my max dollar. Even if I think I might not get it now that I know how many offers come in, because you don't know how many offers until offer day. Well, sometimes you don't know it until after you've started the offer process. Right. And this one was tight. Like we did the home inspection in the morning and offers were at two. And so suddenly we're doing the home inspection. I go, oh, they got two offers. Oh, they got four offers. Oh, they got six offers. And I think there was something like 18 offers on that property. And my client didn't get it. But they were prepared to offer without conditions because they spent the money to be prepared. Now, they might have gotten it, but the point is they had a drop drop dead kind of, number. this is my number and I'm not going above it. And good on them. So they didn't get it, but that's okay. There'll be another. Right. So really what we're saying is if you're prepared, you won't keep going and escalating if you've thought it through when you're not emotionally engaged too much. So set your number, set your dollars in advance because otherwise, and we've watched it, people get, a, it gets away from them it, because you, you just keep throwing money at it, keep throwing money at it. But then if it causes you to not have enough money to live in your day to day or put you tighter, or now you have to borrow money or now you're at risk of it not closing. Yeah, we've seen or the, the odd sh- one that hasn't closed because someone got overzealous yeah. to get a house. They went above their their pre-approval and they thought, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get approved for a little more or we'll borrow some money from here or we'll figure it out. And then they don't. And, yeah. you know, it's rare, but it's scary when you're a few mm-hmm. days before closing and you could lose your deposit. You could be sued for damages. There's all kinds of things that could happen. Right. I know I'm a, a downer right now, but you are. It's it's all part of being prepared. You know, the first step to being prepared is that thirty minute consultation that we've been talking about. Well, it is. It, yeah, he's looking at me like I need the thirty minute consultation, but I do need to be available <laughs> for the thirty minute consultation, which is fantastic. And in that thirty minutes, what you're going to do is get some additional clarity beyond what you already have, so that you know what steps to do to be prepared, mm. so that when there's something that you want, you have the confidence to strike fast or to run far and fast away. Yeah. Like it's, it's really being prepared for both ends of the spectrum. It's not just to say we're here to make you buy a house. And I think sometimes we have, I wasn't going to say this today, but it's, it keeps running through my head. Sometimes I think, well, I've heard it. 
So I don't think I know it to be true. People have said to me, yeah, but you realtors, you just want us to buy a house. Uh, no, because if I take great care of you, then you're with me in the long run and I can keep helping you and your friends and your family. If I try and jam you into something that you shouldn't be buying, that's not going to happen for me. So it doesn't even serve me to not serve you with excellence. Hmm. Like just not true. Yeah. Like and, a, like one of our past clients hmm. came in for a consultation just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. A senior gentleman living in a wow. bungalow that he loves. He comes every year, year and a half. We keep having and, the same concept. And he just wonders whether he should take his equity out and do something different with it or whatever. And I said, well, if you were to take your equity out where you know, and rent, where would you rent? Would you rent in a Caribbean-type uh, island? Would you go to another city? He goes, no, we'd rent in the same town that we're in. We love where we live. We and we rent kind of the same house we're in. Yeah, I said, well, then don't do it. So, <laughs> you know, so sometimes our counsel is not to buy a house or not to sell a house because we're in it to be a consultant, not a salesperson. Yeah. And if you, it is time to buy, sell, or make a move, we can move fast. Like it, it's not like we're not well, we sure. We know how to do that. Yeah. Right? Like we know how to do that too. And yet if it's not the best thing for you, then we don't want it for you. So this okay. whole thing about being prepared is do your homework, do your due diligence and be certain about what it is you do or do not want to do. Right. So right after the consult, then you're going to decide what properties you're going to do a pre-inspection on. Because mm. an inspection may cost you anywhere from uh, $500 to $1,500, depending mm -hmm. on how many you do. If you're doing the well, the septic, and the house, yeah. you're talking like $1,500. Yeah. And so decide when you're going to do it, whether the house requires it. You know, is it a is it a two-year-old house? Maybe I don't need a home inspection. Well, and when Things we like say that. need, it has a lot to do with your emotional state too, because some people just can't buy a property without one. And when people first started saying, we're going to buy houses without inspections, it was like, we can't do that. I remember when they didn't happen and how terrible that was. And then we moved into a state of it happened every time. And now it's seldom happens, but just <laughs> decide whether you are the type that needs it and which houses need it. Which ones do you feel need it? And then get your pre-approval locked in. Yeah. Lock in your interest rate. I've been dealing with a couple people recently yeah. that have locked in from before the mortgage rates went up a little bit. So we're in a little bit of a time crunch to get and, it done now. But they're happy that they got pre-approved and locked their rate in. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about it now, the rates are still going to go up. So re-lock in or lock in. If, you're, yeah. if your pre-approval's lapsed, go ask to be locked in again. And then just get certainty about your walk away. Like prepare yourself for your walk away so you don't get, as Ken would say, sucked in to what you really don't want. Yeah, even if you've maybe invested in yeah. home inspection and all that sort of stuff and you've gone to see the property and you're emotionally invested, that's the big part. Yeah, it is. You still want to know whether there's certain factors that you'll walk away. Yeah, so we're grateful that you actually can make great decisions when you're informed and you pre, like this, this whole episode was about pre- predetermine <laughs> what it will take to buy it and predetermine what it'll take to walk away. Yeah. So we're honored to be your advocates on this generational legacy journey of real estate 
and life. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.